everybody welcome to the loot bros podcast my name is zach and alongside me tonight i got he actually showed again joe hey what's up everybody and i got the man the myth the legend matt motherfucking G. evening gamers i was such a monotone good evening how are you like what's going on everybody like no no excitement in his voice he's not happy to be here Oh, I'm very happy to be here. It is just about <laughs> as excited as I get. Smappy and Matt. Today on the life of Matt G. I say good um, evening like I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna have we're gonna have a great show for everybody tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Resident Daryl is at some stinky marketing meeting, and Kalai is out seeing a musical with her mother i think she said rocky the musical is what she was going to see this weekend so it is just the the three amigos it's our it's our dedicated third chair because uh matt g has been on the show recently more than joe or i have um and yeah i'm actually he might as well just jump right to the first chair because he's been on the show more lately than daryl has well, just replacing one bald bearded guy with another, I we we just we're, we're sub in easily. Now. We're all bald now. Me, you, and Daryl are all bald and have getting been. there. I'm getting there. You're the receding hairline. hairline. The receding hairline's real. It's you're a real thing. Spinning. But uh on to on, on to bigger and better things. November third, don't forget, uh not uh this week's this next week's episode, but the following episode is going to be our Ghost of Tsushima uh recording where we do our loot bros game club so uh, yeah you you yep you better you guys realize better... that i think that's the same day as extra life is it not is it i don't know we'll have to we'll, we'll have to fight <laughs> we'll, we'll fight we'll fight tricky it's fine i think um, it is and also uh we have another expectation a expect in the first uh couple weeks of november to start getting uh videos from daryl and i on our little competition he and i were chatting about it today and uh he thinks he's got an ace in the hole which i'm pretty sure he does because i have had zero time to go out and look for anything i mean i have my backup plan but it ain't a very good one um so a little update daryl's probably going to going to whoop my ass but hopefully my uh my first week in st louis will be a little bit more productive because i know there's like 20 million game stores within like a 30 minute radius of me i have a question i have an answer listening to your challenge you said the rarest horror game how are you measuring that um so daryl and i talked about uh an app a couple weeks ago called game i so game i determines the value based on the quality of it um so we're going to be utilizing game i uh whatever the quality of the disc is the manual the box and everything and then determining who has the most valuable rarest game that way Gotcha. Yep. All right. I thought you were just but, gonna have like JT, JT like 
rate what the rarest game is. Like we 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 make him in charge of every other contest. You might as well just make him in charge of this one too. No, because JT'd be like, "Sir, I don't think the Quarry is a horror game." Uh, sir, it's not a a one hour. A one, it's not over a one hour platinum, so it doesn't count. <laughs> when he was talking to Tricky about lawn mowing, Tricky's like, "I will never play this game again. It is terrible." You have to mow something like fifteen that, like what I think, like fifteen hundred like lawns. Sixty hour platinum to mow lawns. I tried this game. I kid you not, I tried it because I was like, "All right, this can't be that bad." Literally, I'm mowing lawns, and I'm like, "All right, so I'm mowing this lawn, right?" And I had the same problem Tricky had, where it was like ninety nine percent like mowed, and I'm like, "Where the fuck is this tiny little bit of grass?" And I can't find it. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I'm like looking around, looking around. I got my weed whacker out. I'm trying to find it. And I can't find it. That's why uh, That's why Power Washing Simulator is the, the king. Because you just hit the right on the D-pad and it like highlights everything. So if there's like one why blinking or- orange spot. If there's one blinking orange spot in, in whatever you're cleaning, that's the part that needs to be sprayed. This is so how much, I know so trophy play. addiction is a real problem because you guys are playing <laughs> long mowing simulator. I remember what, when the Steam Deck came out, guy goes, cool, I'm, I can play, uh, uh, what are those things called? The giant uh, storage stacker. I could play storage stacker simulator at my job and he's literally a storage stacker on the pier. Yeah. <laughs> it's life imitating art imitating life. All right, ladies and germs. Well, how about we hop into this week's toast? I'd like to give it up to our Patreon producers. My name is Effin Mayo, MZ Motherfucking Nitro, Sadic, Redbeard Rick. So shout out to all of our Patreon producers. Joe, you got anything toast to you tonight? Uh, yeah, Yankees suck. Suck Ooh. it. Down 3-0. Suck well, that I mean, ass. I mean, you can say that all you want, but you know damn well Tricky doesn't listen to our show. He doesn't listen to any shows. That's fair. But I listen to his show every week. You know what? Maybe this will be the one week he listens to it and, I, and he hears us talking shit finally. So fair. Matt, you got any toasts? Anything toast to? To my buddy Eric's brother-in-law, Tommy, who got us center, center ice seats to the Devils today, which they won, so I'm very happy. Let's go, Devils. Let's go. Ranger suck. All right. And I just want to give a toast to our two hosts that can't be here. Thank you guys uh, for uh, letting us know ahead of time, uh, like on Thursday when we were supposed to record. I love you guys. I appreciate it. So, all right, let's get this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was that? It sounded, it sounded like, like, a like, fart you burped, sounded like you burped back into the two liter. Uh, At least it's not time to check my social media. Oh my god, time to kill myself. <laughs> but uh, pay, Patreon, uh, we do have a Patreon. You can get in as early as uh, as, as early as little for as little as one dollar, uh, and you get stuff like our monthly super loot bros. Uh, we also do a monthly deep dive on something. Um, I don't know what we're doing this month. Well, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing this month. Um, I, I might do that need for speed. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Well, gotta, yep. Joe, Joe, Joe going to do that pledge game that he finally finished. 
one or what, two, two, like two months ago now. Two two down, three to go, right? Yeah, yeah, two down, three. Two down, three to go. Uh, you also get early access to our month to the monthly Driftcast with Kalai, Joe, and Matt here. They uh, they talk about the Stinky Switch. Um, the, stinky switch actually, the Stinky Switch has actually got some good stuff coming out soon. I'm super looking forward to Pokemon next month. Dude, really, Friday. Really, I can't really wait till next Friday. Fire Starters Unite. Bandetta 3. Oh, boy. And then you also get early access to Loot Bros Comic Cast. And now you're going to get early access to the weekly Loot Bros WrestleCast. What, what? Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. So this week beep, we're going to be our first. Oh, God. Beep, beep, beep. Um, but this week we're going to be recording our first uh, Loot Bros. Russell cast. Uh, we got approval from our head of the table to uh, start running it. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to Patreon so you'll get that a day early. This week's going to be a little bit of an exception. Um, so during premium live events, because now they are on Saturdays, um, the episodes will be released uh, on Sundays still. Uh, and there will not be an early episode for the weeks we have premium live events. But on weeks that it is not a premium live event, the regular episode will release on a Sunday and you will get early access on a Saturday. Also, if, I don't know if Daryl's ever going to record another episode of 2236. So you also get early access to that if you want to sign up. Uh, just in case he ever does, you're going to be the first person to know about it. Also, our YouTube is sl- is, is slowly going up. Daryl just actually put out a additional a video podcast uh in addition to Kali's solo episode this past week so if you haven't go over there and check that out on our youtube loot bros podcast uh also you can find us on facebook at loot bros podcast we are a private group ask real nice and one of us will let you in and the discord will also be linked in the show notes so with all of that said matt what have you been playing this week got a couple things that i've been going through first up is slay the princess it's a demo of a game coming out sometime next year you start off in a forest and it's a text-based adventure with a narrator and the narrator says hey you're here to slay the princess and you go why do i need to slay the princess that sounds something like i'm a hero you're not heroes don't slay princesses and the narrator tells you if you don't slay the princess the world will end And you go into this house and it's like, hey, you can pick up this dagger. And then your hero narrator voice says, you shouldn't really be doing this. And as you go into the basement, you find a fairly normal princess. Hmm. Well, she's like, oh, are you here to kill me? And you get choice dialogue options. You're like, you could say, well, no, I'm not here to kill you. (laughs) Or, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Or you could just press slay the princess and you stab her in the chest. But then something happens and the game has like different chapters and things you can go through. And as you restart, it's kind of like a time loop game. You do all the same stuff. You could choose different dialogue options. And I go down into the basement and the princess looks malformed like she's a monster. And it's really neat. And then that's where the demo ends. But you could start it up again and choose different dialogue options. And I did that again. And I show up in the basement and now she's like a succubus or a devil looking type uh, monster. So I'm really looking forward to that whenever it finally comes out. 
also played early access of a game called Ember Knights. This is a roguelike multiplayer co-op game. You and up to three of your friends can go through uh, randomly generated areas, defeat mini bosses, defeat regular bosses. You get to choose weapons, you know, your typical sword, bow and arrow, a hammer, a mage staff, and then you have to get as far as you can in your run. Earning embers, you use those to upgrade your total character sheet, and it's just a fun little game that we've been playing. I started another run of Cyberpunk 2077. The anime got me super hyped, just like a lot of other people, and I started my next run of that. Also played another game called Across the Obelisk. Have you guys played Darkest Dungeon? Yes. Nope. Okay. So for anybody who hasn't played Darkest Dungeon, it's like four heroes go into a set path and you get to choose which areas you want to go down. And then you experience events or... Uh, monsters. And then have you guys played Slay the Spire? Yes. Okay. It adds card effects into the game that you can use to fight off monsters or whatever scenarios you come with. The cool thing about it is unlike Slay the Spire and Darkest Dungeon, this is multiplayer and you can actually join up to three other friends and you get clap. You can go to different uh, character classes and each character class, either, you know, a tank, a scout, a mage or a healer. And there's multiple different characters in each of those classes you can earn over the course of your runs. It's another early access game, but it's been a lot of fun uh, just jumping in there, seeing how far we can get. Because at the end, there's this boss tree. His name is Elmer, like an elm tree, if you don't get it. Like Elmer Fudd. No, just Elmer like Elm Tree. And it just it's destroyed us every time. It's it's actually a really tough game. So it's a lot of min-maxing, optimizing, and coordinating with your teammates to get through all the challenges. But uh that's pretty much what I've been playing. I know we're saving emulator talk for another day, but I've been also doing a lot, bunch of emulation on my Steam Deck. Ooh, I mean if you ain't emulating on a Steam Deck, why you got a Steam Deck? Because it can play a lot of other games that uh, still aren't on consoles. I feel like it's. I feel like a lot of people use it to emulate a lot of things. Like it, I mean, because it can awesome pretty much emulation. do. It can pretty much do anything. Yes, it's a computer. In your hands, <laughs> Joe. What about you? What you been playing this week, buddy? Uh, a fuck ton of video games. I played a lot of different things this week. I started. I just like. You ever have one of those weeks when you don't know what you want to play, so you just start like a whole bunch of different shit and like you see what kind of sticks? Well, I had one of those weeks this week. Um, the first thing I played and I started because I bought it for like $7 on the eShop because it was on sale. Um, I bought Tales of um, Vesperia, okay. edition. And while it doesn't like it's it's an older game, I think it was like a 360 game to begin with. It's the, it's the 360 Tales game. And I'm really digging it. I'm loving the cast. I'm loving the characters. And it runs really well on the Switch because it's not that demanding of a game, which is nice. Um, and I love I love playing RPGs on the Switch. So it's really nice to play something that's like really easy to pick up and play. Um, other than that, I played um, on my Switch. I played Mario Maker 2. I started playing Super Mario Brothers 5 that that guy made. Man, that's really cool. 
Like Matt, you should check it out. Like I will, I, but have you have you tried any of my levels, Joe? No. Send I'm gonna send a, you some codes. Yeah, send me, send me some codes, and I want to die over and over again and cry in the corner. Man, I have seen so many of those videos where people just do the most insane crap for no good reason. Like I'm like, how do you do this? First of all, there's like, always a good reason. So what in your what, what in your demented brain makes you want to like literally like spin off of spiky dudes and never have a second to touch the ground? Just completely jump the whole time you're in there. That, that is so like excessive. I don't do that with any of my levels. I I make a basic platformer. I'm not a genius. I don't try to do like insane. You can never touch the ground levels. I just make what I think is a good challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Send me your levels, please. Okay. I, I would like to play them today possible uh agents of mayhem i played that oh that was that daryl's not on here that was that volition game that they made after they finished saints row but i actually think like from what Corey was telling me i'm not sure if this is true um he said like people that worked on crackdown worked on this game after they got fired from xbox and that's why it's so similar to crackdown because i was like man this game is just like crackdown like literally i think it's more like crackdown than it is like saints row but you play as different agents and you're the agents of mayhem, but like you unlock agents as you do different missions. And I think it's like, it's really freaking cool. Like all the different power-ups and different things you can get. But basically you play as three different agents at a time. You could swap out agents and they all have different power-ups and abilities. And I unlocked um, this um, Middle Eastern chick with a bow. She's awesome. Her name's like Ramna, I think, or Rama. She's pretty cool. And then I just have the three like starter characters and I beat like the I just beat the first boss and I have like 16% of the trophies done. But I'm I'm digging it so far. I'm definitely gonna play it through. I'm I'm liking what I'm playing. Um I also played Assassin's Creed 3 today. Because you know, why play why play pledge games when I can play shit that I'm not supposed to play? Uh <laughs> no, something that's that's longer than some of your pledge games. Uh, three's not that bad. Three's pretty. I mean, I've, I only mainline stories. I don't really do much else in Assassin's Creed. I'm not. I'm not running around collecting feathers and all that bullshit. I'm just playing the story and moving on with my life. Uh, but I do like the time period in which this is set. Like you know, colonial times is pretty dope. And you know, they're in Boston. I love Boston. It's probably my favorite city in the world. Love it. Well, at least in the United States. I haven't been to many cities in the world, but I would say <laughs> United States. United States. I would say it's my favorite place. I love Boston. I don't um, get to travel, but if I did, this is still my favorite Boston. city. <laughs> go to Boston. Go see the Red Sox. Uh, I started Dragon Quest Eleven S because I've beaten Dragon Quest Eleven a billion times on all different platforms, but I didn't beat this one on PS4. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see how fast I can beat this game, skipping all the cutscenes and just like basically just going through and not grinding. Like, seeing how, if I can do that, like, just not grind and just go from, like, beat the minimal amount of, like, enemies I can in each section and just go through. But if you haven't played Dragon Quest Eleven, um, it's one of my favorite RPGs that I've ever played. It's got a really, really awesome story. It's got a lot of awesome side quests you can go through. It's playable on pretty much anything. What's funny about the, um, the S version is it's actually the Switch port, which... People are like, what? Switchboard? Yeah, so the S is the Switch version, basically, or the special version. And basically what it does is it makes the game go from 2D to 3D. So you can play it like a 2D 
Dragon Quest game the entire way through the game, which is pretty, pretty cool. So instead of playing in 3D, like with all like modern graphics, you can switch it to like 2D 16 bit. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, what else I play? Um, Not pledge games. Got it. All right. Yeah, pretty much. I played Hot Wheels Unleash, which I thought was pretty oh, played, fun. Yep, I played it too. That game has no right being as good as it is. That game, that game literally shouldn't give you like the best car in the world as soon as you launch the game. It's stupid. It's just like, here's well, the depends. car that has almost maxed out everything. Which car are you talking about? The mobile... Uh, what whatever the mobile car is you don't not everybody gets the same car i don't think i think they're random oh oh well, i got the i got the mobile like purple car that's like got maxed out almost everything like i haven't had an issue with a single race i have neither i have a legendary car now though because i maxed mine out because what i did was like i just opened a whole bunch of loot boxes and i was like oh, okay well i'm gonna open all these loot boxes and if i open all these loot boxes you know half of them are the same fucking car over and over and over again because that's how they get you so i was like all right well if it's gonna be the same car over and over again that's how they're gonna get me i'm just gonna like dismantle all these into like gear pieces and then i'm just gonna upgrade my car to legendary real quick and now like i'm so much faster than all the other cars in the game it's sad like i'm lapping people and i'm like oh okay well that's it's pretty interesting it's good um, I would say, and then the last thing I tried was I tried um, Man of Medan, or Man of Medan, however you want to say it. Um, I tried the PS5 version with, like, the the Cultivator's, like, cut version of it, mm-hmm. which adds, like, new scenes and different things into the game, which I thought was pretty cool. And you can only play it if you beat the original version, which I think is really cool because it gives, like, replayability. You can kind of go back and do Cur- more stuff in the game. Curator's cut, by the way. Uh, did I say Cultivator? Yeah. Eh, curator, same thing. Are you uh, you cultivating some crops on Man of Medan? You're going to raise the dead a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, and one more. I finished a game this week. Ooh. So I beat Plague Tale uh, Innocence. Stop and play it yet. That is a great game. That game can go to hell with its horrible aiming mechanics for the slingshot. Matt, have you played the game? No. I And I have it across... Every system between PC and freaking console, I just haven't started it. So you got to play this game and people at home like you guys should make this one of our monthly games because like everybody should play this on our on our crew because it's just it's just it's a badass game. It's a real fun game. Um, You're like a brother and sister and you're going through the plague basically. And there's like rats everywhere and they're trying to murder your murder. You it's like murder, death, kill everywhere. And like. It's just so cool because it's like all puzzle oriented. So like you have to like figure out ways to move the rats out of the way. And then there's like a twist in like at a certain point in the game. And oh man, it's such a fucking great game. And the final boss just made me want to fucking kill myself because he's fucking stupid. And there's like different phases to him. And you had to beat like all the phases like together at the same time. And I was like, this sucks. It's like, you know, those old school boss fights where like you have to beat all the phases in one go like you don't get like a checkpoint between them yep yeah that's what this had but i thought the phases were like longer but they really were only like one hit per phase which made it a lot easier but when i once i figured out how to beat the boss 
and beat him pretty pretty easily. I think the the hardest section in the whole game was the aiming of the sling because your weapon in the game is like a slingshot, and basically not even a slingshot. I think it's like a like a sling. Like you sling rocks, like you like fling them, and like the aiming is so bad on the PS5 version. And apparently, it's only the PS5 version that has the issue with the aiming. From what I've read online, because I looked this shit up, because I got that infuriated that I went to the internet to fix my problems. Because in 2022, you can do that. So, but that's what I played. What did you play uh, this week, sir? Um, it's been a weird week. I've worked a lot, but I did get a little bit of I got a little bit of time, and I played a little bit of uh, the uh, LTMs for Apex. Um, since it's ha- since Halloween time, they actually did a good job. They've been they've been rotating, uh, limited time modes. So, played a little bit of that. Um, also played a little bit of Chivalry too. Uh, uh, Matt and I were talking about that earlier. Hop back into it, and my buddies kind of were like, "Hey, it's free on Game Pass. Download it and play it with us." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I hopped into it. That is one of the most complex, like first person. It's not even like a shoot. Well, I mean, it can be a shooter if you're an archer, but like a first person medieval battling game. It's like a medieval battle sim. It's it's ridiculously hard to to grasp. But once you start learning, it's a lot of fun. Um, like the the direction you move your character um, when you're swinging your sword uh, depends like how you hit somebody and uh, like you, you like your bow draw matters uh, like the your blocking direction like you have to block in the in the in the in a right direction uh the just it's oh my gosh the button and reaction times you have to have with the controls is just ridiculous um sounds like you gotta get good it, it's yeah it's hard uh the tutorial was was even a bitch when you're first going into it you don't expect it you're like oh yeah it's just a little little medieval fighting game like you, you think for honor and then you go into it and it's like hit your trigger and then you have to hit it at the, at the perfect time and swing back right and then swing left again and then swing right again it it doesn't even matter if you're getting good because you could do a duel perfectly fine and the second you take out your opponent some guy just shivs you in the back and kills you it's it's yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah, it's you, insane you can't block from the back and you're not going to be able to see it so yeah that's 110 percent accurate you're just like all right, well, we're just going to throw this and yeah, you, yeah, you go to like you can even yeah, you can even throw your weapons too. Like you can throw whatever weapon you're holding that. You can spear somebody with your sword and then you pull out your secondary weapon. I go, "Oh, I don't have my spear anymore." Okay, that's a problem. Yeah, and then you you're like sitting there with a with a dagger or a hatchet and you're just like, "Well, this is going to do shit for damage. Let me see if I can block anyone's attack with this." And then if somebody hits your weapon so much, it'll break and everything is like one of the most like realistic like medieval simulation objective based games that I've ever played. You know it's not uh, complex? Fire arrows. <laughs> and yeah, you know it's not complex the amount of damage that an, that, that a normal arrow does. It is so <laughs> it is so low when you're trying to level up your archer. It's ridiculous. I, I pegged a guy like five different at with five different arrows and it just he just keeps coming at me and chops my head off. I go, "Well, that makes me feel useless. Well, so what do you get you with an axe or something? Or yeah, it just yeah. comes up and hits me with this sword or his pole. You uh, you can have a you can have a halberd. You can have a war axe. You can have sword, shield, sword, uh, long sword, short sword. Um, 
but like if you so from left to right uh in the characters so the archer has the least amount of health he's like the weakest has the least amount of armor on and then the knight has the most but he also carries like the biggest weapons so it takes more stamina to swing his weapons than it does pulling an arrow back so i can knock and, and fire an arrow like four or five times before this guy can come at me and swing and, and take one swing but if he hits with that one swing you're just if he hits you right you're dead little little ridiculous um and then sounds it sounds it yeah and then we uh everybody that pre-ordered call of duty the vault edition got the campaign early access oh my god please tell me it's good uh so all right so i'm not going to spoil too much but opening scene is ghost like opening scene and it's the game looks phenomenal like like hands down graphically better than anything we've gotten so far which i mean i would expect it to be but like just that opening scene it just like sends shivers down your spine the storyline's been good so far i've only played through the first two missions um but seeing so seeing soap and ghost again like um, yeah i saw i saw the graphics for like the like a video of soap and i was like oh my god so mctavish let's go so so you don't it's weird so your first actual mission mission you play as soap. What? Yeah, your first mission you play as soap. Um, like everything I ever wanted. And you're fo- and you're following Ghost. So oh like, oh my god. And, and you get their like their interactions too. And it's funny because like, if you're deviating from your mission, they there's like banter. Ghost will say, "Hey, get the fuck over here" or something like that. He'll like he actually tells him, "Hey, like get back with the squad." Like, <laughs> like nice. like so so there'll actually be banter if you're not following the objectives. I didn't. Uh, uh... I didn't play the the remake. Well, the reimagining of the first one is is that one any good? That that one's fan. That one's fantastic. Was um, it good? You're probably not gonna. You're probably not gonna like one of the main antagonists too terribly much. A lot of people said she was annoying, and she was kind of annoying, but she was still like a really good, like developed character. Her name is Farah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no the the first the 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 remake was absolutely amazing, which is why I was so excited. The the, the campaign was literally the like the main reason that I pre ordered this game and to get that's it why, together, it was great. Yeah, that's why that's I was I was like because after because okay so like we all know there's a dark cloud over gaming right now because Batman came out or Gotham Knights came out and apparently it's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Sorry, Daryl. We haven't played it yet. We haven't. I don't think so. Um, I don't know yeah. yet. Pre-order that? We'll, 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 we'll have to ask him. I don't know if he's played it or not. He said he's looking forward to playing it. But, you know, like, we've also had that issue where a lot of people are like, this game's shit, and it's really up to, like, who's playing it. Nah, man. All the reviewers are bomb. Like, like the review sites are saying it's bad. Not like, not like Metacritic, like, user scores. Those are bad, too. But, like, when the review sites come out and IGN's, like, five, I'm like, huh. And then when kind of funny gave it like a three, and that's like Barrett Courtney who like plays Batman games like it's his life, and replays each one like every year, and he gave it a three and didn't say it was that great of a game, but said he's still willing to play it. I was like, all right, maybe when it's thirty dollars. Well, but- I, I I literally like that was like one of my biggest sticks was this game for was this game was only going to be on next gen consoles. So I didn't like I if I wanted to play this game I didn't have a choice. That's like what this game is one of the main reasons that I got an Xbox. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, oh yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah, it's 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 been really nice to have uh, to be able to load into a game like that instead of sitting in the loading screen. Is it nice that to be able to switch between games on the fly and be like, oh shit, I can open like three or four different games and just like zip between the between them and not have to load them up. Well, yeah, it's well, cool so it's, been, it's been super nice because my wife's been painting her bedroom uh, and that's where the Wi-Fi is. So she's had to okay. unplug the Wi-Fi a couple of times. So my, and, and, and I, I kept my Xbox One X as the home console because she plays on that one. And I, want, I don't want to have to pay for Game Pass for her, too. So that set as my home console. And it's just like, hey, well, you're uh, you're playing. You can't play this game offline because this isn't your home console. But then she plugs it back in and I'm like, all right, cool. And just resume Call of Duty as soon as I'm done. Super convenient. They have to find a way to fix that stuff in the future. Like, I wish, I wish, like, everybody would just go to, like, a family plan thing. Well, that's what they're coming out with. Yeah. So, uh, critic review. So, Metacritic Gotham Knights right now. Um, Critic reviews. There are six positive reviews. There are nine mixed reviews, but there is only one negative review. I think so next... it is it, it is getting around. So PC Gamer gave it a 49. Game Watcher gave it a 60. Guardian gave it a 60. Oh, Young Geezer gave it a 65. Uh, Game Grin gave it an 85. Uh, Jux Video gave it an 80. And Mar- uh, Mara Station gave it a 78. So. I mean, uh, it is it is review season now. Like it is like it, it's we're two weeks away from God of War, right? It's like the ninth, right? Like two or three weeks away. Ragnarok? Crazy. Christ. GameSpot gave it a four out of ten. Yeah, a four. Like a four. What did they give Saints Row? Just for comparison. Can someone look that up, please? What did they yeah. give the new Saints Row? Like, as I want to know which one. So you know what? Honestly, next, like, I want to save this for next week because I want to read reviews of Saints Row and reviews of Gotham Knights next week on the show. You know, let's call an audible and do that tonight. How about that? Because oh I don't, God. because we don't know if you if you're if you're gonna be on a on a Thursday, because you know I know you your your daughter has dance and yeah you know, I got I got dad up yeah I know all right um, so we're gonna we're gonna call an audible um but first before we do that let's head into you know we'll save this let's head into our leaderboards did you play anything else this week by the way I did not that is all I've played I literally have had no time to play anything I played a couple all of right. multiplayer games and then started the the Call of Duty campaign I, I played a little bit of it before we got on yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, all right, so heading on over to our Loot Bros leaderboards. Uh, starting on the True Trophy side, we got Steigen Wolf in first place with 127 trophies this week. And man, got the triple digits and is killing it. And then in second place, we got the Affectatious Donk himself with 75 trophies playing PGA Tour 2K23. What in the golf? Uh, and then in third place, we got Hollow Madcap with 52 trophies playing uh, Vermintide 2, which is a very good RPG if no one else has played it. Uh, oh, hey, look at we got Joe actually in fourth place this week with 25 trophies. Jesus, I didn't even try this week and I'm in fourth place. And then we got Tricky Mick in fifth place with 16 trophies. Um, so the reason I haven't I haven't played it any playstation this week is because tomorrow we start a trophy competition me daryl rick and a couple of other people um are starting a trophy competition and i was like i haven't played like hardly anything on playstation now like your own or like no uh so one of the community members uh asked to post it in in the group and uh 
we all joined it. I think we have. Hold on, oh know. man, I wish I would have been in on that. You can still join. It's still the twenty second. Just uh, find the post and comment on it. Um, we have. Let's see. We have thirty seven people competing. It's a lot um, of people. Well, I think it's the for the top three. It's a thousand dollars in PlayStation credit divided up between the top three people. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, and then it's it's like a basic breakdown. Um, right. it's not like a rarity of trophies. So it's like bronze trophies are worth this much, silver trophies are worth this much, gold trophies and platinums are worth this much. The games, oh, have, nice. And then the games, but the uh, the main storyline and the platinums have to be over a certain a certain amount, a certain time. Um, so I, I haven't, I was like, nah, I'm not going to touch the PlayStation this week, but I did touch my Xbox a little bit. Um, speaking of my Xbox, actually, my last achievement was in Chivalry 2, but moving over to the true achievements leaderboard, we got Mr. Sony Pony to CJ with 2,075 achievement points. There's a far cry from where we were at last week or not last week, the week before last when it was like, I think it was like five digits, six digit numbers, something ridiculous. And then second in place, I'm styling on your bro with 1,365 achievement points. Holy shit. And from the grave, we have T bird 803 with 340 achievement points. Whoa, that guy's alive. I I don't know. He's supposed, he's supposed to have been on the show. I think once or twice now, uh, him and Daryl supposed to do something, but. Uh, and then in fourth place, Sadik looks like Sadik took kind of a kind of an easy week this week with 185 achievement points, and then not following him far behind in fifth place, GDI Master Race with 180 achievement points, and then I trail behind him with 85. Like I said, I played a few games this week, not much, but and then I do not have access to the backlog beatdown, so we will get that update in for you folks next week when we record. And moving on to community questions. Uh, so our first one actually isn't really a question. It's more of a statement from JT. JT says, poop socks. What more is there to say? Apparently only one more question. Poop socks, right? Just poop socks? Any, anybody? Any, anybody got anything else? Is there anything more to say? No. No, no there's not. No. I have something to say. JT, you're a traitor. You've been on trophy horse more than you've been on the loot bros lately. I, 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 I call, I declare heresy. Are people inviting him on the show, though? Like, that's the thing. Like, if they're not inviting him on the show, he's not, he can't come on, can he? I think so. That's, that's fair. I mean, he, JT, you're more than welcome to come on anytime you ever want to come on. Just bro, open door shoot, policy. Yeah, shoot Daryl or me a message. I don't care. Um, speaking of Daryl, uh, Daryl writes in this week, what spooky game would you pick for each podcast co host to play for Halloween? Um, so let me lay down uh, Daryl, Kalai, Joe, me, Matt, since we're the normal five. Uh Matt, what 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 game would you give each of us, even if it's something different? I've been jumping back and forth between a whole bunch of different options for you all. So this this is the best I can figure it out. Since Daryl's been playing a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's security breach with his kids. I now suggest he go in and find Poppy Playtime, which I know it's on Steam. I don't know, but I'm going to link you guys a picture of the monster from from this game, and you tell me what you think. But it's a very Five Nights at Freddy's type thing. You know, you're you're in a playhouse or a uh, not a playhouse, a uh, a toy factory, 
and this thing, Huggy Wuggy is its name, uh, hunt you. And it is straight up nightmare material. So I, I give Daryl that. Zach, for you, I'm going to give Project Zomboid, which is a very, very, very realistic zombie survival game. It's a top-down isometric one where you start in a house and you can start off at like as a bunch of different classes as like a fireman or a policeman or a doctor. And obviously that means you're proficient in something. So if you're a doctor, you may not be proficient in firearms, but you might be able to heal better. If you're a fireman, you're better. You have like better stamina and can run for longer distances, but everything you do matters. So if you break a window to get into a house, zombies may hear you and swarm you. If you run, you're making noise. Zombies will hear you and swarm you. If you injure yourself, you have to, you know, you could rip down a, uh, you rip apart a shirt to make a bandage so that way you can heal your wound or, or at least put pressure on it. So I think you might have fun with that one. Joe, I'm going to give you Lone Survivor on, uh, it was predominantly on the Vita, but it's on a couple other systems. It's a side scroller type game. You wake up, your the world has been taken over by mutants, and you gotta sneak past a lot of them because just like survival horror, you don't have as much ammo to be able to take out everything. And Kali, I'm going to give it's a PS1 style game called Alyssa. It's kind of like Resident Evil, the old Resident Evil games but you are in like this creepy dollhouse trying to escape. So those would be my recommendations. Joe, what you got? You got anything for us yet? Yeah. I mean, for Matt, I would say, I would say gone home. If you've never played it. Cause that game is, is great. Gone home is a great horror game. It's great. Quick, quick pickup play. It's over and about, I mean, anywhere from like a couple hours to like a couple minutes, you could speed run it. It's fun. I would say for Zach, I would say Dead Rising Four, but like oh. I would I would pick like the like the Frank's like Ultimate Edition one, with that gives you like all the special stuff and unlocks the the mini games and all the other cool shit in there. And Dead Rising Four is just completely different from like th- I don't I never got to play three so I never I don't know if three plays kind of the same way whereas like it's kind of less about like saving people and more about like being an action game which I think was really cool like a really cool departure for the fourth game like you're still saving people but I feel like it's more action packed than you know one and two were where one and two were essentially the same game just set in different settings. Okay. Okay. Uh, Daryl, that's a tough one. What do you What do you pick for the man who's pretty much played every horror game? Uh, something that's on PC because he doesn't play PC. <laughs> I would say he should play Darkest Dungeon. What do you think, Matt? I, I don't know if Darkest Dungeon is like a spooky game. It's it's. I, I mean, mean it, you die a lot. Yeah, but it, that does that make it spooky? Eh. It's macabre, you know. I, I give it that, yeah. I, 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 it's got a macabre setting. It's 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 a really it's very damn good gothic. Game. Yeah, 
it's a damn good game and um it plays well on pretty much everything so even on switch runs pretty well um Kawhi. i would say gran turismo 7 because there's nothing scarier to Kawhi <laughs> than a racing game because she sucks at them <laughs> or another wrestling game she says she like forza horizon or I, or I would pick another wrestling game for her because I feel like she's like really bad at those. Oh, thanks, babe. Mm-hmm. What is this one? Is steak and rice? As Joe has delivered food. Sweet. Best we wife just, in the world. We just heard Joe get delivered dinner, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, beef and broccoli. Ooh. Like homemade from like one of those like meals in a box thing that you like make I don't, I don't know what i don't know what brand it is though I, I, so okay. i can't like promote it and i don't get like they don't get a promo code for, through us so not yet I should, yeah i wish i should probably do that shit honestly because i i buy enough of those damn things uh who else i've left i will collide i said a racing game or a wrestling game and if i pick like WWE, like 2k i think it was like 20 they no, have she the, doesn't play 2k 20 and then she she would have such a hard time with that game it's buggy would, and glitchy, and the showcase. You, you can play like that zombie mode. You know the zombie levels that you can play for like the. Oh yeah, yeah. During the my during the my rise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Those are those are officially um, like horror themed. But if we had to play a game all together, I say we should either play. Um, I say we should play Friday Thirteenth. Uh, that game well, is hella fun to get a bunch we, of people together and just play we we talked about it from for for months and we and we didn't we didn't end up doing it but uh uh house of ashes was what we were actually supposed to play this month and do a deep dive on for probably which none of us did but i i think we should do something for like january or february where we sit and we play all th- all three games and we talk about the whole series or we no, just wait until next year and then we talk about all four games because this because the first season will be over so we can kind of do like a season one like retrospective and like yeah. go through all of them yeah that'd be cool they're great games matt have you played all of them no the only thing i've done in any of those series is until dawn Ooh, you need to play so i mean until dawn's if you want something if you want to, all right so that's going to change my that's going to change mine for mine for matt um so Joe, Joe, yeah, so I was about to say, Joe, you're gonna, (laughs) um, I'm gonna get since you like 2D side scrollers, this is kind of like a 2D side scroller, but it's a but it's more of an adventure RPG, like it's a 2D pixelated adventure RPG. It's called Dead Pixels. Um, if you've never played it, it's I know it's it's on Steam, I don't remember how much it is. Um, and they're they're getting ready to release the second one, which I'm actually kind of excited for. it is it is on steam it's only three dollars so there you go uh but it was it was literally it was literally released on on like xp the windows xp area like xbox 360 arcade when it was like when they had the indie arcade section so that's uh that's one i highly recommend you play uh and then for daryl daryl doesn't play pc games but he should play mortuary's assistant I, I want to see Daryl like actually say I'm a scared little weenie on stream. That'd be dope. Um, Matt, I was going to give you uh, something else, but I'm going to give you little hope now. One of the scariest games out of that whole bunch, hands down, actually got me like jump scared me. Oh man, the stuff on the bridge. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't the bridge. What got, what got what got me the worst was the was, was the the campfire scene. 
Oh man, dude. That, that was so that, good. That, that one that one was the that one was the first one. And then for Great. Kalai, um Kalai, I would give her back for blood. Uh she doesn't play a lot of those games really, but she is a shooter person, and that's kind of like a co-op game that she could play with other people. She bought back for blood, if I remember she correctly. Really? I think she did. I don't think oh, she well, bought it. it was on Game Pass, so she would, yeah she would have played she, it. There. No, she pl- she played it on day one on Game Pass because I remember she talked about it on the show. Well then, okay. Well then, then I have a backup for her. Uh, so we've me and Daryl have played it. I don't know if anybody else is, but uh, Visage. Okay. That game fucked with me extremely hard, and it's like it's like one of the best psychological horror games that I've played. It's a it's more of a puzzle. Like a like a puzzle horror game, so you have to solve like clues and hints and stuff as you're going through. And there's not really it's not there's no like shooting mechanic or anything like that. Um, it's like a puzzle re- like puzzle horror game, and it's really good. And I highly recommend it to anybody. It's you can finish the game in like five or six hours. It would probably take Clyde twenty hours because some of the puzzles are pretty hard, and she. Uh, she has a she has a problem with WWE. I think she'd have a problem balancing on some of the, <laughs> some of those some of those concrete <laughs> the concrete walls in that game. As long as it doesn't make her do like a backflip DDT, she'll be fine. No, but it, it's that game is terrifying for a five to six hour like psychological horror game. It is absolutely like terrifying but yeah no it, it got my brain working there's a lot of really good puzzles i had we we did have to use a, a, a walkthrough guide in some in some some parts um because it, it was just it was just hard and then on xbox there's actually a uh a, a part where when you're fighting one of or you're not necessarily fighting when you're trying to def, defeat one of the final uh one of the final stages in in one of the storylines you you have to find a knife that's somewhere and it it'll glitch out on Xbox. So highly recommend playing it on PC or PlayStation. But like I said, we're calling it audible. Um, this week's official topics, we're going to go on Metacritic and we're going to read reviews for games that have been released this year. So everybody pull up a medic, pull up, pull up a Metacritic for a game that's been released this year. Uh, and we're gonna, and we're, gonna and we're gonna read some of the bad reviews from users. We're not gonna. Oh, I got one. Yeah, I we're got one from Nights already. Um. So uh, that, that, that's that's where we go. That, that's where we're going with it. And so, if you have one, Joe, you are more than welcome to start, and we'll just do it round oh, round. So this one's gonna be a long one. So buckle in, and hopefully I can read this without messing up a lot, but. I don't know, it's a long one. It's like a page, so. <clears throat> Artificial G8D writes, This game makes me question why the consumer loves getting fucked over by companies slash devs with AAA games and loves to defend them for no reason. Before I talk about the game in general, I would love to state how um, despicable the devs are for hiding that the game was going to run at 30 FPS on current gen consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X, s and x and s somehow they knew that maybe the deal breaker for some good thing i bought it played it immediately returned it quite scummy and downright unacceptable i bought it i bought a next gen with the intent of playing games at 60 frames per second not 30 games 30 frames per second if i did then i would have plugged in my ps4 arkham knight looks a lot better and it's a seven-year-old game wow that's 
fair. Uh, so the so now he has sections. The game. Now I know I'm diving into the game knowing that this has nothing to do with Arkham games, and the story was okay. The opening was long, uh, but was fun to watch. You know, Batman dying. Then everything else was quite forget- forgettable. Spoilers. Uh, the gameplay was so the gameplay was so boring. The Arkham games um, had had best way to combat different styles of enemies. Like if an enemy had a shield, you would jump over them, slide slide underneath them, stun them, or the enemy with a blade, you would evade them, creating an opening to attack. I agree. The Arkham the Arkham games have an amazing combat system. Um, this defied the combat standard in video games, which games like Spider Man 2018, Shadows of Mordor copied. Unfortunately, the combat in Arkham Knight feels like a goddamn MMORPG. The enemy types are goddamn are, are are the goddamn same, with a big shield enemy, which feels like I need to hold to fight them. But but it's not it's not an Arkham title, yeah. But goddamn it, it's impossible not to compare it because those games are a masterpiece. But with the amount of crafting you do, my god, it's 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 literally a mobile game. But the thing I will give this game is the grind isn't bad at all. Exploring the world feels dead. Where the NPC, where are the NPCs, bro? Was was this during COVID nineteen period? <laughs> my God, laugh my ass off. I could walk, I could walk around for hours and not find anyone. No people, no cars, no nothing. But my God, what's worse is the performances. Since I used uh, the performance, since I used the PS5, this couldn't keep a stable 30 frames per second. It dipped as low as 24 frames per second. And many people blaming the Series S for this laugh my ass off. It's just the devs being incompetent. They are a triple A publisher, and you're telling me this couldn't be this couldn't run at 60 frames per second? Give me a reason why this couldn't be on the last gen console. No, someone tell me why. I cannot speak for PC users, but from what I've seen, the performance is all over the fucking place. This game is just soulless. <laughs> wow. Unoptimized mess. It's a 1 out of 10. Why? Because Batgirl got a nice ass? <laughs> <laughs> so he gave it a 1 out of 10 because Batgirl has a nice ass in the game. Nice. If you really want to play the game, just wait until it goes on sale. If not, just don't buy the game. This is a game that is a $40 MSRP that there's that there's $40 at max that they're selling for $60, $70. You must be out of your mind or just buy Arkham, just buy the Arkham collection. This game just highlights how bad modern gaming has become. Would anybody like to comment on this man's long review? He had some feelings about it. Bro. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what's coming next. He's, <laughs> Matt, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I have a review for Overwatch 2. Oh, God. Not quite as long as Joe's. From IKE.exe. Everything is identical to the first one, except the fact it's 5v5. Lazy cucks. (laughs) I mean... I I I was enjoying playing it. I uh, that's not that is another thing that I did play a little bit of, but um, 
yeah, I've heard a lot of people are really excited for that game, but I mean, yeah, it's not it's not too terribly much. It's just new 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 places. They changed up the costumes on some of the characters quite a little bit. Uh, what I do think is really cool about the game is they did move over. Like, so you as if you connect your account to your old Overwatch profile, you get to keep all the skins you used to have, which is really dope. That is so pretty your, cool. Yeah, so all your work on you on the original game isn't for nothing, and they've already started introducing new characters. The first, like literally, the first battle pass has a brand new character. So I've heard like that if you if you have if you are a player of the first game that you can skip the tutorial bullshit in the second game. Plus, you get all the characters unlocked from the first game. Yep, that's that's pretty dope. I I like that. That's that's a nice little bonus. It at least gives you something for like, hey, you put in a fucking gajillion hours in this game and you get nothing. Good day, sir. It's like it's like if you stole fizzy lifting drink from the Wonka factory, bumped in the ceilings, and they now have to be washed and sterilized. And he's like, "Good day, sir. You get nothing." Good day. So Alex Navarro of the Nextlander podcast was talking about his experience with it, and evidently for ranked mode, you have to do fifty unranked matches for it to unlock for you. And supposedly if you played in ranked or played enough matches in overwatch one, it would unlock for you in overwatch two and you have to do the account migration. His problem was he was having an issue with account migration. So when he started playing overwatch two, it was like, Hey, you got to play 50 matches. Whereas other people said that they were getting it pretty much immediately upon opening when they migrated their account. So if you have account migration issues, that might be a problem. Hmm. Good to know. That's interesting. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna move. I'm I'm gonna move us over to uh, a game that Daryl was really excited for, uh, the Quarry. Created an account. Spe- uh, this is the, this review comes from James Robert Kerr. Thank you for using your full name as a reviewer. Now I know who you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> created an account specifically to comment on how terrible this lefty degenerate shit interactive movie. In parentheses, not a game is Jacob, the straight white guy, is portrayed as an absolute weak, moronic fuck to nobody's surprise. The Asian chick is an expert marksman because the of course, Asian chick, <laughs> <laughs> because of course, female and minority empowerment. These developers Ouch. couldn't write a competent story or characters if it bit them in their arse. He, he specifically wrote out arse too. That's the worst part. I mean, he 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 had no problem typing out shit or fuck, but arse can't say ass uh there are two possibilities here one the development team is full of alpha widows that portray the jocks that pumped and dumped them in real life in a way that satisfies their bitterness of not being able to keep them (laughs) around or two this studio is full of cucked communists that are doing everything in their power to emasculate and villainize white men like every single other person in the media is doing too terrible (laughs) terrible story Terrible plot, terrible monsters that look like they haven't even loaded into the game properly. Creepy facial animations, social commentary, pandering to people that don't play these games, abysmal ending. The only reason I'm even making reference to anything beyond the propaganda piece that this trash is is so that the moderate wimps that think calling out said propaganda is nonsensical and bitter can actually have a position to defend that doesn't involve their offended emotions. Another example of why video games in 2022 are a dead medium and need to be boycotted completely. I haven't even mentioned the terribly the terrible business practices that came from these amateur developers joining up with 2K 
So they really are the most scummy, degenerate, talentless game makers that exist in the industry today. And that's saying something when Rockstar and EA exist. (laughs) Not worth six pounds, let alone 60 pounds. These products need all of the shaming and boycotting that they deserve. And go watch Synthetic Man on YouTube if you want actual reviews and critiques of games that aren't afraid to reveal the truth. Metacritic, learn how to format your mobile site because writing this review is giving me cancer. Industry is maintained by complete hacks. I love how at the end of that, or towards the end of that, he he just straight up dogged on Rockstar and EA. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Rockstar and EA, you guys suck too. I know you didn't produce this game, but you guys suck too. Uh, I just want to know when the next clan meeting is for this guy. That, that man's feelings were hurt. He's like, oh, the, the, the shaming and boycotting that they deserve. Man, shut up and go play fucking Barbie's goddamn pony dream ride. Some bullshit like that. Um, But yeah, there there was actually a lot of really, really uh, good, good, bad reviews for this. Like, um, let's see. This one is truly bad movie. $70 for seven hours with bad story. Not recommended at all. Save your, and he spelt it with two U's. Y-U-U-R. Save your money for a better game. Uh, sir, save your money for uh, grammar class, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I could dog on so He needs to hang out. He needs to go on Grammarly. There is so... <laughs> Right. You have the Internet. It's right next to you. Literally, most of the things that you type in, if they're wrong, your computer puts a little red line under it. It'll tell you that you spelled it wrong so you can type it right. What a fucking dullard. Uh, All right, Joe, you got another one for us? Uh, Yeah. Give us another game from this year. This one is also for the greatest game ever. Uh, oh boy. Gotham Knights. Nine year wait for this garbage. Terrible performance issues. Bugs. Shallow gameplay. Loot grind gameplay is horrible. Dialogue is horrendous. Boring, lifeless open world. Beaten by every single Arkham game for decades ago. And that is from Anti-Review Bomb. Wow. We know what your your agenda was, sir. was going next he was he was very he was very bored uh matt i got for scorn which just recently released uh especially on game pass from tmi pgm i i don't know what that's supposed to be but he gave it a two out of ten don't be fooled this is not horror this is not fps this is walking simulator with no meaning same corridors and confusing puzzle solving Nothing disgusting here, but combat system itself. You want to hear the plot? No spoilers. You just revive, walk, and push buttons for four hours and die. That's the game. $40, please. I did download and start playing it and was immediately confused as to what I was supposed to be doing. The game doesn't explain much. And the puzzles aren't very intuitive. So I kind of get what he's saying. 
so that's actually funny because uh, it, I'm pretty sure that's what T-Bird is actually on our uh, our leaderboards with. That was his most recent achievement was in Scorn. So I wonder I wonder if he just like started playing it, got through like half the game, and was just like, nah, this ain't it, fam. And just dipped well, out. It was it was highly advertised like, you know, an FPS. And the second you start it, it's a puzzler. It's it's kind of like in the vein of mist with some light shooting elements, as I understand. So it's I guess nobody was sure what it was supposed to be, but evidently it's also short and I think that works to its benefit because if you had to play longer than four to six hours of doing what they ask you to do, I might just shoot myself. I've got one that's going to hurt Joe's soul. Go ahead. All right. Fire emblem. Uh, Three hopes because three houses was the last one, right? Yeah. Three hopes is the newest one. And that's the Buso yeah. one. So yeah, I was looking at reviews for that too. Funny, that's funny. Uh, this is an endless trash. It seems the developers were only interested in making fast money. Characters do not spend their weapons before inflicting critical, and spells look utterly trashy. Even older Fire Emblems are far better than these ones. It seems Nintendo is not, in all capital letters, not delivering good games anymore. Um. A lot of these are actually in Japanese, and I don't feel like pulling up Google Translate to translate half these reviews. But I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to assume that everyone Based is very unhappy. Everyone everyone's saying it's like it's a rip off of the previous game. The previous protagonist is treated like garbage. It's uh, it, for being a fan made game, it's the worst. So uh, so Joe, what I know you played a bit of this game. I played a lot of this game. <laughs> which which one did you do? Did you do three hope? Three hope? Yeah, three hopes. Yeah. Um. So I I put about like I would say like twenty hours in this game already, uh, which is like nothing honestly. Um, I really like this game, but I like Muso games and I really like Fire Emblem. So like putting the two together, it's like, yeah, take my money. Um, certain things about the game, like frame rate stuff, it doesn't really bother me too much because I've been playing Muso games since the dawn of time, and they always have frame rate issues on everything. Because you're trying to put like a thousand enemies on screen at once and have them all run. And you're trying to use modern graphics with every time you're trying to do it. Like no one ever dumbs down the graphics in these games to make the things run smoother. They always like, oh, we're going to we're going to high res everything. And then like it's just going to chug no matter what. I'm interested to see um, Koei Tecmo's new game that they're working on. Uh, Was it like um, the hell is it fucking called? Like Last Witch or something like whatever the game that they're making now. That looks like a Muso slash friggin' like advent action adventure game that just got announced. I can't remember the name of it though. It looks fucking insane. And it's just a departure from what they've been doing. So here's to hoping that the frame rate's not shit. Your frame rate's not shit. Whoa, man. Whoa, Ooh. man. Whoa, Ooh. man. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt, you I'm up, one? right? No, I'm up. Nope, Joe. Okay. Yep, Joe, you got another one. You definitely how y'all, how y'all gonna skip me like that? I mean, you're all right, never, this one, this one's, here. this one's gonna hurt Tricky's soul because it's about Last of Us remake for PS5. <laughs> this is from Johan Ing. He gave it a zero, and he said, "I don't know what I was expecting, but it certainly wasn't this. It might have been the seventy dollar price tag that had me thinking I was getting a triple A next gen experience, but I was very wrong." The graphics are improved, but the gameplay stinks of a two-generation-old 3D game. 
Even if you've never played this game before, the gameplay is so old and outdated. I'm giving it a zero because this game is everything that is wrong with the industry. Naughty Dog is driven by corporate greed and charging people $70 for an old rehashed product in the middle of a recession is out of touch and gross. And I agree with every word of this review. All I heard was Sony wants the money. Sony wants the money. I, I, you know, when I heard that, all I heard was Shane McMahon's fucking intro song. Yeah. Money, 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 money. I think that should be like the 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 Sony uh, executives uh, theme song. He should come out to money talks. Money, 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 money. Dollar, 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 dollar. Because all they do is charge like a million dollars for everything. Like, they want $200 for that fucking Elite controller, and that shit has, like, no features. It's laughable. Like, Matt, you can even agree, because you like tech like that. That controller is laughable for the price that they want for it. Oh, the DualSense Edge, 110%. It's fucking trash. Well, it's 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 the same thing that I say for even the Xbox uh, Elite controller. You're charging almost half the price of a, console. a freaking console, and I'm sorry. A few customizable buttons are not freaking worth that price. You got scuff making controls that could do the same goddamn thing. Oh so, yeah, hundred ten percent. I just like, eh. Well, you well, know like, what? J- like, like JT, J- I, I haven't heard a single bad thing from JT since I recommended the the Scuff Instinct Pro. I love mine. I haven't had any issues with it. I don't have stick drift. Uh, face plates are interchangeable, which is something that none of the other controllers can do. Like, and it's, and I, and I, I bought it for a hundred $120 from somebody, but it only retails for two twenty. Like I'll, I'll spend the extra $20. It's got interchangeable thumbsticks, interchangeable face plates. It's got interchangeable D pads. Yeah. Um, it's got built in buttons in the back, like, and they're not even doing like, so cool. The trigger stops is like a cool, the multi, the, the multi-stage trigger stops is cool and all, but like people want, people literally send their controllers off to get mouse click triggers for a reason. And you can't even do that. I have put hundreds of hours on my Switch Pro controller. And I've had zeros issues with it. The battery lasts forever. The rumble is strong. The buttons are responsive. It doesn't have the Joy-Con drift. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like, And then Xbox came out with their... Elite Series 2 core controller. Hey, you could buy the controller without all the extra stuff on it. The extra stuff is what makes it elite. I just, yeah. it. I'm not spending that much on a controller. If I'm going to spend that much on the controller, I'm going to go to Game Labs and design controller with like different colors and things like that that I want on it. But that's what yeah. we want. Like as consumers, like I want to be able to pick my color. Like it's fucking 2022. Like why can't I just go on a website and pick my color, Sony? Or, or Nintendo, like, did you know in Nintendo in Japan, you could pick the color Joy-Cons you wanted? Like, you just uh, go on the website. I know that. Yeah, and they, they discontinued it now, but you used, to be able, you used to be able to just go on and be like, I want two red Joy-Cons, and then they would put them in a box and send them to you. And that that's why Design Labs is so cool, because it gives you dozens of options. And no, it's not an elite controller, but again, I'm not spending over $100 on a freaking controller I'm not either for, for something that could potentially be tossed because I had a bad day or you have drift. Yeah. No. So, okay. So I have the elite two and my biggest issue is, is 
the way they dampen the sound because they use a metal trigger like uh, like a metal trigger and a lot of the internals are plastic they use these little spongy pads on the inside that, that they stick to the plastic and those have and, and those have since moved like they they slide after continued use of like anybody playing an fps they slide off and then you'll start hearing tap 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 really loud and then if and, and then it's really easy if you pull the trigger real hard that plastic just breaks the quality of the the quality on the outside of the controller looks fantastic. It, it it felt great. A lot of people ran and rave about it, um, but the quality on the inside of the controller is absolute crap. I have so much stuff jingling around inside of inside of the elite the elite two that like I I I can pretty much not even use it anymore. It's it's like, that bad. I mean, I understand like gaming is supposed to be expensive expensive hobby, and I get that. But like, this is just bullshit. It's like. Okay, so I'm already spending $70 for a fucking PlayStation 5 controller. Like, already. And I just got Drift on my um, my red controller. Of course, I don't get it on my actual white one. That I could care less if it got Drift because it came with the system. And I can replace it with the color I wanted. No, I gotta get it on my favorite controller. Always. Always gotta get it on the favorite controller. It's like fucking Switch all over again. I'm like, make the controllers better. I'm already spending $70 on controller. Make them with better parts. It's... It's laughable to be like, no, 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 you got to spend premium prices for a premium controller. How about you just give us a premium controller? Like, unbelievable. I shouldn't have to spend half the price of a fucking console. Like, you realize you could almost buy it. You could buy it. Actually, you can. You can. You could buy a Switch Lite for the price of a, of a fucking Xbox Elite controller. Yeah. Or the PlayStation one. You could buy a Switch Lite. Like, let that sink in. That's just stupid. I don't get it. But, I don't either. But we'll move. We'll move on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt Tricky's feelings even more. Um, I'm gonna go into Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden Michael West. I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure if I asked, she'd actually link me to her Metacritic review for Forbidden West. Um, all right. So this one's from DS Pro. He gave it a zero. I'll start off with a positive note. The game environment is very beautifully crafted and well thought out, and about. 50% of the game. And now for the review. Character movement and combat are more clunky, clunky than The Witcher 1 and 2. Inexcusable for a AAA title in 2022. And if anyone has ever played those two games, the combat is some of the most confusing in the in, in the first Witcher game. It's some of the hardest controls. Uh, a game touting its accessibility features lacks the easiest to, to implement of all. A colorblind filter. That just seems like a like a little mental misstep to me. But two uh, A, they they had a subnote to this one. How many purple items are there in this game, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Gorilla Games is attempting to rely on the hyper realistic graphics while offering zero substance or innovation for gameplay, story, narrative, dialogue, or character development. Four, absolutely zero water collision mechanics between the playable character and the water. Five, character models are very poorly optimized in their routing. If I hadn't received this game as a gift, I'd return it post-haste. There are multitudes of better single-player open-world games out there. So this seems to be like a really big trend. Is like a lot of people are like, hey, we got another Horizon game, and we're super excited with it. But out of your, out of your total user score, your total user distribution... 
two that two thousand out of the night or sorry it's a little bit over two thousand like twenty one hundred out of the out of the ninety one hundred reviews are either mixed or negative that's bad that is bad when when it when about twenty five percent of your of your user base despises the game you made and it, and and a lot of it seems to be the same where it's it's repetitive it's repetitive there's no character development um it's the the literal, they didn't play the game. Well, they said there's a it's okay. So is there's a lot of filler in the game? I'm sure, right? Well, it's an open world game, so of course there's a lot of filler. Yeah, but the first game didn't feel like there was a lot of filler. The first game, eh. the first the first game didn't feel like there was a lot. I didn't say there wasn't any. I get it. In an open world RPG type game, you have to have some filler to fill out and space out some of the main story points. 110% understand that. But, I, I felt like the first Horizon did a great job of just pacing itself very well. And yeah. you didn't have to do any of the side quests if you didn't want to. Like, they were like, like you didn't have to do them. You could you could mainline the whole game and really not get stuck too much. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciated about that game. I may upset you, gents, with this. Oh, boy. WWE 2K22. Oh, damn it. I was doing the same thing. <laughs> well, no reason we can't can't hit hit it from both angles. I wonder if we both have the same person. That'd be really uh, <laughs> TJI Sheer 2022. No, I it have only zero. one here. Okay. It may be a different system. Uh, 2K is the worst company ever. You can't The game you can't play because of servers going down so now we have to wait over a month for more people after two years. Each game has had people like Bruno Sammartino, Ricky Steamboat, Bam Bam Bigelow, Greg Valentine, Lex Luger, and more. Then we are missing others like Paige, The Bellas, Zelina Vega, Kurt Angle, Lita, Brutus Beefcake, Psycho Sid, Dusty Rhodes, Molly Holly, Reggie. This was supposed to be the biggest roster and it isn't and definitely doesn't hit different at all how can you have Rey mysterio showcase and not have the best matches with legends in it legends made wwe and for them not being in is ridiculous since 2k has had two years to do it i know for sure they won't be happy with this then we need new moves then we need a new moves pack because hardly no new moves are in the game after two years So we've kind of we we done a, we had a deep dive on this and a little bit of a discussion. I, I unfortunately I didn't get to participate, but it, so the replayability in the game is fantastic. Um, yes, there could be some varying move sets. So you could, but it, for what they had to go from, I I, I ain't got no complaints. What we had in in two K twenty to two K twenty two is night and day. I, I will pick up 2K22 over 2K20 and some of the the previous years for sure. Uh yeah, yes, hundred percent. Um, I love 2K22. What a fun game! I, I feel like because I've been trying to do so much backlog beatdown stuff this year, like and pledge games, I haven't really touched 2K like at all this year. Like it's probably one of the years I played the least amount of a game. Like I beat it. And I never played my rise. I never went back and played like other modes. And like, I, I still have to do that. Like I still have to really dive into the game. I've downloaded a shit ton of wrestlers and 
I still haven't played as half the DLC ones because there's so much goddamn DLC in this game. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm in the same boat. Um, all right. Well, if it ever loads, see, it doesn't want me to talk shit on this game, Joe, but I'm going to talk shit on this game because it's going to hurt game? your soul. All right. Gran Turismo's uh, 7. Oh, we, we did a whole bunch of those. I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm, I'm gonna give you some more because now, uh, from, from the, from the inception of the, uh, from the inception of the game, it went from not a lot to, uh, to a lot. Uh, negative reviews are for from users are at five thousand nine hundred and thirty nine. How many? How, how many positive reviews do you think this game has? 970. 974. All right. And it has 5,939 negative reviews. So, this one is from Flucor. It is an $80 price AAA What's game. What's that guy's name again? Flucor. Interesting. It's an $80 priced AAA game that has heavy microtransactions and the team behind the game halved the currency gain in the game in in the game after launch to favor those microtransactions. Need I say more? This should be intolerable and illegal in such a game, but here we are. Lots of potential for a really fun game here. Great graphics, so much attention to detail in the cars and tracks. Overall, pretty fun gameplay. The cafe was a cool addition and fun to play through. I enjoyed the progress through missions and got a sense of accomplishment as new areas were unlocked. I wish there were more pages to explore and would have loved to be part of future content updates. Uh, single player must be online for some reason. And server maintenance shutting down uh, for more than a day only to come up with a terrible patch ruin the game. There seems to be some very short-sighted upper management decisions that cut rewards for racing in half, making it a massive grind to obtain credits and buy cards. This is a full price AAA game. I had no intention of paying more real money to buy cards to race. Give me a free game. If you want to attempt this monetization model, the greed is clearing and the minimal spike they're going to see in microtransactions will be lost tenfold when they try to release another game after this. My personal viewpoint is that they got my money for the game. They won't get a dime for the micros and I won't be buying future releases from uh, polyphony if this isn't fixed, I have no interest in playing at all in the game's current state. Ooh. How bad were the microtransactions, Joe? Did you really feel like you had to do microtransactions in that game? I mean, not to beat the main campaign, no, but to like play the game the way to play unlock to play like competitively or to like unlock cars that you actually wanted to purchase or like the harder to get cars. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. Especially when they have the experience, like they were like, "Oh yeah, you're only gonna get half of what you used to get for this," or like, and they, like they they just so many like stupid fucking things in that game. They're like, "Oh yeah, you can't unlock the same car over and over again for winning the same races." Like, remember how you used to be able to like keep winning the same cups, get the cars, and then sell them? I don't. I've never played Gran Turismo. So you used to be able to play like the cups, right? Win the cup, win the car from winning the cup, and then sell the car. You can't do that anymore. You can only sell the car once. It's fucking stupid. Like it's such a stupid like it it's because they want you to buy currency and it's it's like stupid. It's just asinine. And it's really disgusting. Shit like that needs to stop in the gaming industry, but it never will. 
Get him. You never tell will. him. It never fucking will. All right, one more round. Joe, give us your last one. All right, I'm going to do... Hold on. I guess I'll just read this WB2K22 one I have, because this, this guy's got some stuff here. Only one here. He says the gameplay in the game is more fluid and fun than previous games. Okay, that's that's positive, right? When it comes to frame rate, I'm not some nerd that looks at the number of frames. All I know is that the frame rate runs at an acceptable rate when eight wrestlers are in the ring at once. An improvement from the awful frame rate when eight wrestlers were in the ring at once in the previous game, <laughs> which is expected from a PS5. Wrestlers look more accurate uh than the disaster that's 2k20 i am impressed that the thunderdome virtual fans actually move during gameplay except for online um tons of customization options other than that the game is garbage the greedy developers didn't even add a proper story mode and they are charging ten dollars more than usual the lip syncing is beyond horrible the developers were too cheap and lazy to make more proper cutscenes. So they just re- relied on tweets for the story mode. Very true. <laughs> the overall ratings are incredibly uh, the overall the overall rating are incredibly stupid, and some don't make any sense. For God's sake, why is the WWE so obsessed with Roman Reigns? Enough already! It's a joke that Roman's rating is three points higher than the than legends like Steve Austin and John Cena, two wrestlers that had a much a much um a much bigger impact on WWE than him. It's an even bigger joke that Becky Lynch has a higher rating than a legend that changed wrestling forever like Hulk Hogan, who came up with this garbage this garbage feminist rating. When I created a, when I created a roofless arena on daytime, the stadium doesn't even light up and it and it remains dark. A huge roster and you can't even have a fifty man Royal Rumble match in a fake video game despite there being one in real life. The referee doesn't count consistently. Uh, when I was outside the ring, the physics are laughable, especially the hair physics. Only 12 matches in showcase, and they didn't even add Rey Mysterio's most iconic matches. Which, like, why did they even add Grand Metalik into the showcase? No one gives a shit about him. I don't even know who that guy is, and it doesn't help that he looks like an off-brand Rey Mysterio. The online multiplayer is trash. Rey Mysterio has a cringeworthy face on the original cover of this game. This made me remove the cover paper from the game case and rip it into pieces. The greedy, de- <laughs> the greedy developers want me to pay a hundred dollars for a decent copy or a decent cover of Rey Mysterio. I only recommend you buy this game. I only recommend you buy this game until it's like twenty or fifteen dollars. This is not worth the outrageous seventy dollar price tag. This guy's mad. It wasn't worth how much uh, was paid for Kawhi to play it. Oh, it was worth every penny. I mean, it was worth the laughs. Didn't she? What was it? It took her 17 hours to finish the the showcase showcase mode. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Just showcase mode. Which is like literally a half. It's it's 12 matches. It took her 17 hours to beat 12 matches. That's more than an hour per match. Oh my god! And matches are on average five to ten minutes long. Yeah, people people don't even uh, wrestle that long in real life. Exactly. Kali wrestled like seventeen Royal Rumbles worth of matches in real life. 
All right, Matt, she, what you got for oh, your last one? Oh, or she watched how many WrestleManias would I have been? Like 17 divided by three. Was that like five WrestleManias she could have watched? Five and yeah. a half? Yeah. Uh, three and a half hours, roughly. But yeah. I'm going to try to hurt myself with this one because this is Elden Ring. Oh, gosh. Pizzle gave this a two. I'm not the type of person writing a lot of reviews, but in this case, I believe it's an obligation to warn those players out there that this game is definitely not for everyone. I bought the game for a lot of money and expected a huge challenge, as I knew about the difficulty of Souls games. I was prepared, I thought. After 19 hours, I decided to get rid of the most frustrating gaming experience I have ever experienced from my console and deleted the game. Not one minute did I feel any kind of fun spending with this game. In my opinion, it is completely unfair and thus annoying. Furthermore, there is basically zero story. Vague storytelling? No. It is no storytelling. Terrible. Beautiful graphics? I would consider it I would not consider it such. Oftentimes I was not even able to realize that there is an NPC next to me because it dissolves into the background. Music? When my six-year-old son, without watching, just listening to what I am doing, points out how terrible the music of the game is, <laughs> I realize why my frustration spending with this title is so big. I honestly do not understand the extremely high critics' reviews, why they call this game a milestone. Maybe for a niche group of players who like to be annoyed and frustrated by a game, it delivers. But I did not have fun with it for any second. So... This was on this was out of the Xbox Series X reviews. And looking at it, there's 1626 positive, 135 mixed, and 441 negative. And a lot of people are kind of complaining about the graphics or it's either too challenging or there's no story or like the mechanics of the game just weren't flowing from them. I get it. And I understand it's a game, not for everyone, but wow. Some of these just, their heads are up their asses. So what you're telling me is people didn't know they were playing a souls game. It's a lot of people are like, well, Oh no, the graphics look like they're from like 2016. They just haven't gotten very far out of the starting area. Right. Wow, did that first night kill you? Did it hurt your feelings? Well, one of the reviews <laughs> talked about how, well, the starting area should be easier. No, that, that doesn't prepare you for anything. You has never played a Souls game, sir. Please go back to playing Hello Kitty Summertime Adventure. Go play Barbie's Horse Ranch 3. <laughs> you just made that shit up. <laughs> Wanna bet? Is there a Barbie Horse Ranch 3? And why were there two other ones? <laughs> like... Alright, last one because we all know it was a good game, but uh, apparently seven people thought it was not. Um, I, got, I got TMNT Shredder's Revenge. As a fanboy of... Uh, this is from Binus2k. He gave it a four. So not terrible, terrible. As a fanboy of the older beat-em-ups of the Turtles, I really hate to write this. In a way, I am disappointed in this game. It feels more like a party game than a proper beat-em-up. 
almost in every screen, the perspective of the backdrops are just so wrong or objects are way too big. Like the cars, for example, cars are way too big. Completing all challenges is just too easy. The whole party just spamming taunt to be able to spam your super attack is funny at first, but it actually ruins the game for its difficulty and other mechanics. One out of six users found this helpful. Stude the clown shoe. <laughs> and then uh, somebody else wrote in, I don't understand how this game gets a good rating. It's basically a polished version of an old arcade game. It kept me entertained for all of five minutes, but mashing. So you've never played a Turtles game ever in your life. This, this is everything we wanted. Yeah. We just wanted the old game with updated graphics and controls. Yes, and then we got the old games, and then we rejoiced. Yep, and I'm surprised you don't have a platinum on that. On what? Uh, did you platinum Calabon Collection? Yes, I did, for PS4. Oh. I'm doing the PS5 one now. He has problems, that's what he has. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, the hardest one was a stupid fucking Sega game. It's to- Sega Tournament Fighters is stupid as fuck. I was going to buy the Cowabunga collection and then I just got all the games on my Steam Deck. I mean, it's still it's worth getting, but yeah, I mean, you could just play the original versions. I mean, I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. Once it's on sale, I'm going to buy it on Steam and then I could play it wherever I want. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I had I had I had to translate this one because I <laughs> I figured we'd get one that was funny translated and this was and, and and this is just plain stupid to give this game a zero for this reason. Zero through the fact that there is no Ukrainian voice acting in this la- in, in in this language and there is no Ukrainian interface. He gave it a zero because they didn't cater to his language. How are you going to go ready to give a game a bad rating because they didn't? Hey, let me just put fucking English, Russian, Mandarin, fucking that. How many, how many different languages did they probably make this game in? And, and there's some, like, oh, nah, no. There's some West African tribe who finally got their hands on a computer and was like, what? My language not in here? Well, what, what, well, what kills me the worst is, isn't like Ukraine's been going when dealing with Russia for how long? And this guy's just like, it's not in Ukrainian. Like you have bigger issues to to worry about, sir. Yeah, can you even play? Can you even play video? Can you buy video games right now? Can you play video games like do they exist? You oh. could do it more in Ukraine than you can Russia. In Russia, games play you. Oh my god! No, with all the restrictions, nobody's selling anything over in Russia. <laughs> That's fair. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate all of you coming out or both of you coming out. I say all of you because there's only two of you. I appreciate both of you guys coming out tonight, recording with me. Um, no problem, man. Do you guys have any closing thoughts that you want to that you want to get off your chest? This was a this was a nice, fun, kind of more laid back episode this week, and uh, we got to just. I, I honestly, I feel like we could have we could have talked a little bit more on uh, on some spoopy games. We, should, we probably should have done that, but we can actually save that for next week, and then on the first of November, everybody can deal with their. They're spoopy games. We'll have a spoopy topic next week. Spoopy. 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 Um, yeah, but Matt, thank you for coming out. Do you have any any closing thoughts? Thanks for having me. Um, I am looking forward to coming back to do our emulation talk as you and Daryl seem very interested in having that conversation. Um, there are certain areas to discuss 
that we will need Bro. to be very, very careful on. But I just want I just want to know how how I get a switch on how I get a switch on my computer. I mean, yep, there, can, there's I mean, ways. I mean, he can message you. <laughs> I want to know how to get a switch on my computer so I don't it's, have to. It's, my it's, wife definitely, it's, de- it's, pay, it's definitely possible. I don't have to pay fifty five dollars for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, yeah. There's there's ways. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And this has been the Loot Brothers podcast. Uh, we are going to run a random Ninja Loot uh, instrumental after this. But we appreciate all you guys listening, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.
pray to God to keep you safe. You do your best out in the world to try and stay strong in your face. I believe that you were great. Anyone can have a bad day. Don't let it get you down when things ain't going your way. Things change with just a blink of an eye. One minute you're feeling low, the next minute you're flying high. Yeah, this life is a wild ride. I'd rather feel a million times versus never set my mind to anything and even try. I'm not living just to die. I'm living so I can thrive. There will never be a day when I refuse to choose life. Listen to me, you were put here for a reason. You should know this. I've had darkness in my life. I know what love is.